Unfortunately, there is a difficult dilemma. All information is valuable. Every new bit of information is of increasing value because it adds to what we already know. So how do we get the courage to reduce the amount of time we spend on teaching information in order to find time to teach the thinking skills that are needed to make the best use of the information? A trade-off is clearly needed. The belief that intelligence and thinking are the same has led to unfortunate conclusions in education. But nothing needs to be done for students with a high intelligence because they will automatically be good thinkers. But nothing can be done for students without a high intelligence because they cannot ever be good thinkers. I have often defined thinking as the operating skill with which intelligence acts upon experience. Many highly intelligent people often take up a view on a subject and then use their intelligence to defend that view. Since they can defend the view very well, they never see any need to explore the subject or listen to alternative views. This is poor thinking and is part of the intelligence trap. Highly intelligent people are usually good at solving puzzles or problems where all the pieces are given. They are less good at situations which require them to find the pieces and to assess the value of the pieces. Finally, there can be an ego problem. Highly intelligent people do like to be right. This may mean that they spend their time attacking and criticizing others, since it is so easy to prove the others wrong. It also may mean that highly intelligent people are unwilling to take speculative risks, because they cannot then be sure they are right. There is, of course, nothing to prevent highly intelligent people from also being excellent thinkers. But this does not follow automatically. There is a need to develop the skill of thinking. In school, in puzzles, in tests, in examinations, and in our value systems, we put all the emphasis on cleverness. A clever young man may make a great deal of money on Wall Street, but his personal life may be a mess. Cleverness is a sharp-focus camera lens. Wisdom is a wide-angle lens. We pay much less attention to wisdom than we do to cleverness. This is mainly because we believe that wisdom comes only with age and experience, and that you cannot possibly teach wisdom. This is a fallacy. Wisdom can be taught. It is one of the main functions of this tape to teach wisdom. Wisdom depends heavily on perception— it is a matter of teaching perception, not just logic. Why do we always try to develop people's thinking by giving them tasks which are too difficult for them to do? It is obvious that if the thinking task is too easy, there is no effort required, no sense of achievement, and nothing learned. In almost all areas of skill development, tennis, skiing, music, cooking, we use tasks that are moderately difficult, in other words, the tasks can be done, but as we do them, we have to practice the skills we have. This builds up confidence and fluency in the skill. Tasks that are almost impossible destroy confidence. That is why so many people are turned off from thinking. They find it boring because it is too difficult. There is no joy of performing if you cannot perform. Furthermore, the belief that if you can do very difficult things, then you can also do all things that are less difficult is not supported by human experience. Many people who are capable of very difficult mental feats sometimes seem less able to handle simpler tasks.
The first rule of intellectualism is, if you do not have too much to say, make it as complex as possible. A true intellectual has as deep a fear of simplicity as a farmer has of droughts. If there is no complexity, what is there to work with or write about? I have on occasion talked to audiences of educators who have more or less said, please make your talk complicated enough for us to be impressed, but then it could be too complicated to be practical. You can be a thinker without being an intellectual. Indeed, many intellectuals are not particularly good thinkers. In school, it is very practical to put worksheets, textbooks, and blackboard texts in front of students. The students are then asked to react to what is before them. For these practical reasons, almost all the thinking taught in schools is reactive. But school and education is not a game unto itself. Real life involves a great deal of...